The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and we got co-host PJ Terry Jackson. Is that Terry? I'm here, love. How you doing? Oh, how you doing today, Terry? Good. Well, are you ready to talk sports or are you ready to talk um, craziness? It's all in the same, man. <laughs> well, you can say it that way, but uh, if you look at it, you know, you can separate it. All you got to do is bring back the, the people that know how to uh, rep the game, right? Yeah, uh, that's that's where you start. Um, that's where you start. Supposedly, they're getting close. Well, Terry, we're going to go and kick it off. I have never, ever seen uh, watching sports in my 22 years. That's how old I am. But watching 22 years of sports, seeing a game like that. Have you ever seen that, that um, Green Bay Packers and Seattle Seahawks, the end of that game? No, you know, I, I've never seen anything like that. Um, I was kind of rooting for them, for Seattle. And, you know, but when they won... Something just just left me. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, there's no way that that, that they're going to let this go, and they did. Um, so when these guys are saying that, you know, what's going on is tearing at the fabric of the game. I understand exactly what they're saying because even if you're rooting for another team, and they don't actually win the ball game, um, and then they're on TV, on national TV happy that I caught this pass and I threw this touchdown pass knowing good and well <laughs> that that was not the case. That's just, it's it's ridiculous. It's beyond ridiculous. Well, 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 not Terry, you know, I, I'm argumental with you. I like that. Especially when, but half of that I agree with you and half I don't. I mean, let's, let's start, let's hit every point. Me and you talked about this uh, when they, when it happened. You know, immediately I was going to call you, you call me, so, you know, we think alike. But if you had a game and you know you need to win and all like that, and, you know, it goes back to me. Remember that commercial, that church commercial, where that basketball team and the boy hit the ball down and come back over that coach? I hit the ball out. And he goes, oh, go tell the ref. Right. You know, the championship game. What person would do that? Nobody would. And you know, right, Terry, but you said that they have because they won. Yeah, you think that guy goes up to say, you know what, I didn't catch that ball. Get him the game. But you know what? Come on, love. Now, I I totally disagree. It's on TV. It's on camera. It's on film. He did not catch 
that ball? How can he, in good judgment, in good character, be the type of person that he is and say that he caught that football? Knowing that everyone in the world sees differently. I mean, come on, man. That, that's just not right. So, but you saying that he should go and say, I didn't catch that ball? Is that one we have from you? You know what? What I would say is, you know what? The rest made the call. But I wouldn't sit up there and act like I made this spectacular catch or this spectacular throw uh, when when that's not exactly what happened. Hey, it, it, it's part of the game. And if, if they're going to say, okay, Seattle won this game because of whatever, that's fine. I understand that. But don't sit up there and act like you caught this ball and you made this spectacular play. No, you might have fought for it at the end when the referees were out of position and they came up and seen, okay, well, maybe both of these guys have the ball. But don't sit there and tell me that you caught this football uh, and, and you made a great play because that's not what happened and that's not what everybody else sees. Well, I mean, we got to look at it in two different ways. Or, you know, that's no, a game no, that, you know, they want to win. Look at it. He either caught I mean, it or he didn't. How many times do <laughs> you think that they've done, players have done things you know, and, and they say, well, shoot, he going to get away with that? Yeah. I wouldn't tell nobody that, hey, you know, I'm not going to be that guy that on the, the football basketball team, that commercial, like, hey, coach, I knocked that ball out of bounds. Then you lose the game for your other player that's out there busting their butt. Come on, Terry, that ain't. Hey, love, I've, I've been in that position, okay? I, I've been in that position where I'm playing basketball and I foul a guy and it doesn't get called, okay? Or a guy doesn't foul me and a foul gets called and I go to the line. Okay, well, I'm not going to sit there and say, well, yeah, you fouled me. If you didn't, the referee called it. I'm still going to go to the line and shoot my free throws. Okay. okay. I mean, it well, is if you did get fouled and you had that free throw, only, are you going to sit there and say, I'm not going to shoot the free throw around? He didn't touch no, no, me? No, no, no. I'm not going to say that. You throw free throws, right? That's right. They can take the win, but don't say you made the catch. Because you didn't make the catch. There's not two ways of looking at this, love. There's only one way of looking at it. You either caught the ball or you didn't catch the ball. And he didn't catch the ball. But they got the win. They got the win because of a mistake. Not because of a play. It was because of a mistake. He didn't make a play to catch that ball. There was a mistake made that gave them the game. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but it just I just can't see a person, especially, I mean, I don't care if it was age or what group, that's going to say, hey, I didn't catch that ball. We shouldn't win that game. Just you know what? I would, but love, I, I would say nothing. I wouldn't get up there and, and act like I made this spectacular catch, and that wasn't the case, and everybody in America can see you didn't make that catch. I mean, it's almost like he's fooling himself. Carroll was walking around like there was an outstanding play. No, it wasn't. It wasn't an outstanding play. It was a great throw and a great catch. No, it wasn't. You can't sit there and argue that. I have not heard one person, including former referees, say that this guy caught the ball. He had possession of the ball. Not one. Yeah, but I mean... We gotta look at look at it, you know. And I sat back and, and talked to you about it and say, Yeah, you know, you didn't catch that and it's crazy and you know, but 
there was no way that was going to get overturned. I don't care what you say. Well, and it may not have been overturned. The bottom line is, is that the referees were in a bad position. By the time they got to the play, uh, what they saw was uh, his hands on the ball, you know, all four hands on the ball, and they gave it to to the receiver, and it was just, it was a bad call. Okay, uh, and I know that 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 you can relate to bad calls. You know, you play basketball. You know when when you foul somebody and when you don't. Okay, that's a bad call. This was a bad call. The refs made a bad call. They made a mistake. They need to own up to it. Not only that, if if you're watching the ball or you're watching the players in the end zone like you're supposed to be doing because the ball isn't going to do you any good to watch it while it's in flight, how could you miss the two-hand shove in the back? <laughs> so how can you miss that? Oh, I mean, I, I see your point, but you know what? I talked to this to Eric Glover. Two Glove, you there? Hey. You there, Glove? Yeah, I'm here. How you guys doing today? Good, Glove. What do you think hey. of it, Glove? Because I talked to you two about it after I talked to Terry. Okay, here's 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 my take. You know what? Everybody's making a big deal of these officials. Because you know what? Before the the officials that we have present, the normal officials was great. Nobody never complained about them. We never heard any complaints from the players, from the coaches, from the fans. Complaining just started with these D3 scab officials, you know. And and the funny part about it, the original officials missed calls. Yes, these guys aren't up to speed because of divisions. And the jobs in high school or junior college, wherever they came from, you know, they're not up to speed as the NFL. But guess what? They're doing the best they can, the best they can, and the NFL owners are getting what they want. They're trying to break the union, so they're getting what they want. Is the product down to a minimal? But everybody's so worried about the officials, we're not even looking at how the guys are performing on the field. Aaron Rodgers makes makes a comment about he feels bad for the product or the showing of the game the other night, the outcome. He didn't talk about his performance, though, how he's been playing under. You understand what I'm saying? They scored 12 points to Packers. They lost 14-12 to 12 on the last Hail Mary that everybody's saying wasn't a catch. So it is what it is. We're getting what they wanted to have. Sure. I agree. I mean, I, I agree. But the bottom line is, is that when these officials are out there and you've got a backup, you, you, you've got the uh, the replay officials, um, to let this go when, I mean, and, and I guess by rule, the call that was made on the field was made. Now, we don't know yet, but we assume that it was a touchdown because we had one official waving a clock stoppage. We had other official raising his hands for a touchdown. So, therefore, I guess we say, okay, the touchdown was called. Now, when you go back to review that and you see what everybody else sees, how can you still call that a touchdown? Thank and, you, Terry. And, yeah, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers got some problems because that defense gave them fits. And 
it's not one necessarily one play to move the game. I agree with that. But no, he's not playing up to par. His offensive line is 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 not doing their job as well. And and there were some issues throughout the whole game. But defensively, they held Seattle, and it was a defensive play that would have won that game. Not offensively, it was a defensive play for them. And the referees missed it. It's like this. If you look at the play, because everybody's talking about it everywhere you go, everybody's complaining about the officiate. But let's look at the play. Did the defender have the ball up in the air? Yes. Did the receiver have an arm in there? Yes. As they came to the ground, did the receiver, you know, get possession from the defender? Yes. So, so, so it's one of those judgment calls, but because of the officiating, everybody's blowing it out of proportion. It could have went either way. If we're in Green Bay, does the defender get the, get the call? More than likely, yes. But we weren't in Green Bay. We're in Seattle. But what's the rule of thumb, love, when you're playing? Never put the game in the official's hand. Play to win the game and let everything else take its place. That's how I would talk. One, one thing is, and I know we talk about it, Eric, and um, Terry is, everybody, this was all over news, Good Morning America, all like that. But the only people who win it is their owner, you know? And the TV rate, look at Sports Center had the biggest ratings ever. You know, everybody making money out this. What did they say? The bookies in um, um, Vegas make over, did you hear that? Like $100 million, you know? They made yeah. it, something like that, you know? Because like Green Bay losing, you know, they had that three point and they made like a, you know, all this money and everybody making something off this little controversy, and they still going to go out there and play. Am I right? Absolutely, because absolutely. I mean, they're not losing any money. They're they're not. We're we're still going to watch football. We're still going to be fans of the game. We're still going to uh, sit back and, and and armchair quarterback and critique. Uh, every game and, and every player, because that's the game we love. We, 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 we're going to watch it, um, regardless of the officials. And, and I can understand, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with the time, how long it takes them to make the call, just as long as they get it right, you know, because you don't want a call to change the outcome of a game. And through a course of a game, a number of those calls very well made. No, you know what I mean? I, I, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, go ahead. I totally agree with you, DJ, 100%. But I was always taught, and I'll say it again, you never you never play where you let the last play and the officials call make the outcome of the game. And see, what, what where we're going to, or where it's at right now, is everybody's complaining so much about what's going on with the officiating that coaches aren't, aren't given the proper game plan your, your players and personnel aren't, aren't playing because they're like, oh, we're worried about the injuries and things like that. Officiating has nothing to do with an injury. You get an injury by playing and, and not being ready. You know, they're trying to say that, oh, because the officiating, you know, our health is at stake. Their health isn't at stake by officiating. It's all that extra stuff, you know, extra. When, when you're standing around a foul or when you don't run out of bounds or, you know, when you take the hit coming across the middle. Officiating has nothing to do with that. They Absolutely. miss the call. Yeah. But guess what? The North officials miss call. Do you follow me? So so it's like this. The owner, James, said it earlier. 
this is the best PR the NFL could have got. Somebody like Jerry Jones is loving this. He's loving it. Because guess what? When you have the president, President Obama talking about it, the guy that's running for president, whatever his name is, and when you have people on Good Morning America, you have women, you have people tuning in, you have a lot of non-sports people now talking about that Sunday night game, or that, excuse me, that Monday night game. So what's going on is working. Selling. Yeah. It's, it's selling. It's selling. It's selling. Marketing. It's selling. And they love it. And that's the whole key about it. We all sit there arguing. And they go, oh, is that going to be best for them to bring the rep back? No, this is better without them being back. They get more people like, let's watch tomorrow night game. There's going to be so many people tuning in and watch to see if the ref messed up that game. There's going to be more people tuning in on the big game to see if they're going to mess up. So everybody looking, they're getting the ratings, and that's what they want. If I was fine with the owner, I wouldn't want these guys back right now. He's making more money. <laughs> It wouldn't matter to me if they had flag football referees. I'm still gonna watch football. I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna be in the game. You know, I'm, I'm still gonna enjoy it. Um, so it, you're right. It, it really doesn't matter. And and I don't know that they're gonna come to an agreement or not. And and who, who's benefiting from it? No, who's benefiting from this lockout? Because are the NFL officials benefiting from it? <laughs> I mean, are the owners benefiting? You know, they have to ask yourself, who's benefiting from it? TJ, your comment is, is, is the exact point what I'm talking about. What did TJ just said? He don't care about the officiate. He's going to still watch it. And that's what the owners know. Regardless of who's officiating, people are going to still tune in. What 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 else is there to watch on TV right now? What you going to watch, Big Brother? What you going to watch, basketball-wise? It's Sunday afternoon. You got the beer cold. You got the, the ribs on the grill. You got the chips in the bowl, baby. You turning on football now. And a beer. Just more the beer, lover. <laughs> Say it again. Don't forget the beer. The Bud Light Lime. Yeah. I said beer cold. That was my first name. Was the beer cold? I, I can get. I can care about the chips and other stuff. It's about the cold beer. So I'm saying now more than any other time, people like we've all said. People are going to tune in more just to see what caused, and non-football people, they're going to tune in just to see what caused these cats clash now. Now, now it's more of a spectacle than anything. Look at this isn't, this isn't the NFL. This is the, the WWNFL now, you know? And, and, that's, and that's where it's at. And the owners, look at the owners, they, oh, they were meeting last night till 2 in the morning. Okay, that's 11 o'clock East Coast time. So they had to make it seem like they were trying, you know, so off oh, we're still far apart. So now the people can't complain. But they don't okay. care. Well, guys, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to finish and talk about the owners and the rappers. You know, in that comment, they're talking about these players are going to get hurt. And I agree with, I think, Love or Terry said that you can't get hurt off the rap, you know. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> flagship station for sports voice america sports what if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place 
it can be done. And Darnell Autry proves it every week on Outside the Spotlight. In this program, athletes and artists come together to share their success stories, hobbies, professional projects, and more that will interest not only the sports fan, but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories. If you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer, listen for Outside the Spotlight, Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. This Is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Green Bay. Yeah, they play Green Bay. Yeah. 
I, I, I don't think that the same. Well, and you, you know, I mean, it, it's hard to say. But I think the team that's struggling the most right now is uh, is the Saints. Well, for, for, for I agree with you, but for me, it's, it's right here. See, it's always easier to point the finger somewhere else when you're not performing up to expectations. Mm-hmm. But the referees have nothing to do with game plan. The referees have nothing to do with performance. You follow me? So it's yeah. easier for us to point the finger elsewhere and hard for us to be accountable for what we're not doing. Now, are, are, are the Saints playing up to expectations? No. You could talk, you know, they're missing their head coach, they're missing leaders on defense, you know, yada, yada, yada. But outside of the head coach, he has an assistant. He has coordinators. Outside of those couple of other players on the team, there's still 44 more players that are NFL guys that, that get a dang good check to perform. So, yeah, they should be off a little bit, but we should still have that performance. See, we keep, we keep applauding mediocrity. You know, they're not playing that expectation. Forget their game plan. You know, forget the coach's preparation and things like that. They're not performing the way they should be performing. So they should be held accountable. Other teams, Green Bay, not not performing up to expectation. There's a lot of teams that aren't performing the way they should be, and yet they're making excuses by saying, oh, the referee's calling, you know, oh, we got these D3 officials. How can we play with these guys? You know what? Be a man and stand up and say, hey, you know what? We're unprepared or we're unskilled or we just weren't up for the game that day. Stop making excuses. My rule of thumb, I tell my kids in Pop Warner, I say, don't make an excuse, make a play. So instead of making excuses, make plays. That's right. The outcome would be different. My question to you guys is, I, I can't remember who I talked to this, but I know either you love or Terry. Isn't it kind of nice to see other teams that are starting to come up now? And we ain't seen the same team winning every year like the Pittsburgh, the New England, because it's glad to see New England starting to lose. And to see these new teams starting to come up now, and win. Isn't that kind of nice, guys? Yeah, it is kind of nice. I would like to see Dallas come up and win a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, we said a good team, Terry. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I've got, I've got a, a kid who loves uh, the Lions, and, and the Lions, we know what their struggles have been. And I said, dude, I said, a couple years, I said, you just wait. They're going to be there, and, and the Lions are there. You know, the Bucks, they still got a little ways to go. But it is nice to... See other teams I'll, other than the normal, the you know the Patriots, the you know um, the, the Steelers, and, and and all of that. Um, it, it's kind of nice. It's it's almost like football is becoming you know competitive again, and, and that's nice to see. I, I like I'm, I'm with you on that, TJ. I love seeing I love seeing parity in the NFL. I like it when a team like Seattle, regardless of the call beat a team like Green Bay. You know what I'm saying? I like seeing underdog teams that are on their way up beat teams that are established, organizations that are established. I like it. I like when you can see a bottom a bottom basement team, regardless of what's going on with New Orleans, New Orleans lose. All the expectations that was in San Francisco and all the hype, and here it is, a small team, Minnesota, you know, beats the, the number one team up at the top. So, yes, the, the NFL is going in a good direction, and, and I like to see teams that haven't been winning 
start to win, it, it makes for it makes for better Sundays or better yeah. Thursday nights or better Monday evenings when you know we get tired of talking about the New England and the Green Bay and the New Orleans, you know, and 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 the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know. So when we could talk about the Seattle Seahawks, you know, the Arizona Cardinals or the Houston Texans, finally, you know, the Detroit Lions, Tampa Bay, you know, that's a good thing. That's that, that's what football is all about. Yeah. Hey, hey, Eric, let me put you on the spot, Eric, and I want you to answer this question to Terry, Eric, because before you came on, Eric, I don't know if you heard me and Terry talking about that play and how Seattle could run around and, you know, say they got that touchdown. But to me, I was telling Terry, what person going to go and say, I did not catch that ball? You'll be a fool not to do that, you know? Like I tried to explain to Terry, that commercial came on, that basketball kid, remember, he go, hey, coach, I hit the ball off. He said, go tell him. You remember that, Eric? Yeah, the commercial, yes. Yeah, yeah but I was Terry, Terry's like, you know, how could they even feel good about that? That's sports. Do you agree with that, Eric? I mean, answer to Terry. Terry, and, and, and I hate to say this, TJ, I'm sure there's been something in your life that you've done that, that you got credit for that you didn't really do, but you still took the credit because, you know, remember, God wasn't perfect. And he took credit for things and that he didn't do or did, whatever you want to say. But there's always a time, you know, when when something happens, like you're saying that play right there. What what? So what? He catches the ball, they get the wind, and he goes back. You know what? Really, I didn't catch it. I'm sorry. Remember, the NFL you judged by wins, not losses. Any 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 ugly win is a is a great win. There's no such thing as a pretty loss. So. So that whole honest thing in this game, there's no honesty in football. From the owners to the coaches to the players to the cheerleaders to whoever, fans, whatever, there's no honesty. So we would hope that, you know, I, I totally understand what you're saying. But what I'm saying is this, is that they're going to get the game because that's the way the game was called, okay? But you can't sit on national TV and run around the field like you've made this spectacular play. No. When everybody in America knows that you did not make that spectacular play. They're going to get the win, but it wasn't by his hand. You can't sit there and say, I made this great catch. No, the rest made the mistake. You didn't make that catch because he did not catch that ball and go to the ground with it. He didn't do that. But yet What's still, he's running around portraying like he did. What, what what you're saying in your mind and, and in a lot of other people's minds, you're right. Then there's those other people that debate it. Those, those Seattle people see it one way. Green Bay people see it the other way. The referees seen it the way they wanted to see it or they thought it was. So who's to say what, 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 what? What's the word they said? Well, my eyes was lying what I saw. But you know what? At the end of the day, you're absolutely right. You're, you're, you're absolutely right in your mind. Now, yeah. my thing is, Act like you've been there before. Don't act like this is your first touchdown in NFL history. Act like you're a professional. You know, you you, you, you snuck out of there at home with a win. Be professional about it. That's my only thing is be professional about it. Don't sit up and get on Twitter and, you know, all that like this is the greatest catch and you won a Super Bowl. You won one game. You're one and two or two and one, whatever you are now. Just act like he's been there before. I mean, Terry, I see what you're saying. I've seen what he said. 
he caught that ball. But, you know, I'm like him. And I think Eric said, too, the ball went. I'm going to sit there and go, you know, you know, I caught the ball, blah, 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 and let it go. But I'm not going to sit there and go, hey, I, I did catch the ball, and now I might lose it for my team because it's about winning losses. It ain't about trying to get that popularity of being the last one to catch the ball. It's that that ball he said he caught won the game, you know. So, you know, I mean, you'll think you'll lose that argument, Terry, because there's no honest person in the world, you know. Hey, you know what? Nobody's sitting up there saying that you have to run around and tell everybody that you didn't catch the ball. That's not what I'm saying. But don't sit there and run around and act like you made this spectacular play when you did not make this play. You can't you can't sit there and, and, and do that knowing that that's not what happened. Okay? The refs made them they made a bad call. You won on a bad call. Leave it at that. That's fine. You're gonna get the win. Nobody's saying anything about it. yeah, an ugly win and we've all agreed about this. It's better than a free loss. And I agree with that. But this running around and Pete Carroll talking about the spectacular play that his team made, um, him uh, wanting to argue about people about whether he caught the ball or not. I mean, come on. I have not heard one player, one former player, anybody who's watched that, say that he caught that ball and scored the touchdown. That's not the case. That's all I'm saying. Well, no, I I I I. I I agree. I agree totally. Like I said before, you know what? Act like you've been there. You, 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 look at, you snuck out a win. Be happy you snuck it out. Now be humble about it. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you know what? You're right. It could have went the other way. It didn't. It went your way. So be humble. So show some humility and a little professionalism. Take it. Hey, you know what? It was a great play for us. It worked out. Be done. Keep it moving. But to sit up, like like TJ said, and act like this was a Lynn Swan diving fingertip catch, you know what I'm saying, that you went up and got over three people, no, it wasn't that. It was a a Hail Mary that just coincidentally went your way. That's what it was. The ruling on the field said it was a touchdown, so they're not going to overturn what the official on the field said. It is what it is. Love, I could live with him saying, you know what? Yeah, I didn't. You know, I I, I came down and clock for that ball when 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 we were on our way down, and and I got you possession of the football. I didn't make yeah. that catch. I didn't. I didn't make this spectacular catch. I fought yeah. for that ball under the rules. I did that. That's what I did, and we and came out victorious because of that. Well, that's what I said earlier, TJ. I said the defender had the ball in the air. He had his hand there, but the defender had it. The defender was coming down. As they came down to the ground, now you got to watch your feet and things like that. But as they came down there, he got his hands back in the mix. Mm-hmm. And by the time they got to the ground, somehow he had both his hands on the ball. Right. And it's now, it's who no different than, a, than, than recovering a fumble in that sense. Whoever right. comes out with that ball at the end of the pile, you know, gets that ball. Terry, let, me, let me ask you this, Terry. You don't got to mess with you today. Have you ever... Like I think, man, you talked about last night. Went up for a tip, took the ball, and it went in. You know you tip it, but you go, Terry Jackson with the basket. You still jumping on. All right, all right. Did, did that ever happen? 
No, well, because I made so many baskets, I, I never had to fuck around <laughs> and say I did it. You know, there you go, it, was it was one basket. <laughs> <laughs> hey, TJ. TJ, you said it never got to that point, right? TJ, you was you was scoring so fast that you you know something went <laughs> wrong like that. You can't even think about it. Well, you, I mean, you, it's, it's like what Glow was saying, all right, Glow? How many times we have been for something that we ain't had nothing, you know? Yeah, it was a blur. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it never happened, Terry. No, love, no. It, 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 it's. I mean, it, that's not. I mean, you know. This is this is totally different, okay? I mean, this this is really totally different, love. This was a hard fought game, but came down to the last play of the game, and you know these guys are trying to score a touchdown. They're trying to get in the end zone. Defense tried to stop them. Now, it's a hail mary pass. What are the percentages of him? You know, of, of them actually scoring? Slim to none, right? I mean, it happens, but not very often. He happens to come down and. According to the referees, gaining possession of this football, but they're running around. And they're acting like, you know, oh, we made this spectacular play. That's not the case, and that, and that's all I'm saying. You can't sit there and, and act like you, like Love said, won the Super Bowl, and you're running around ecstatic and 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 doing this and doing that when when it wasn't the case. I mean, quite frankly, I would rather you know I'd rather win than lose. But I'm not going to take credit where credit isn't due. I, I just don't, you know, I, I don't believe in that. I never have. You know, I mean, you you, you win and lose by your own hand. You know? But you know what? And, and I, know what you, I know what you're saying, Terry. I'm making a um, joke about it. But what I'm just trying to say is I know I would have been jumping up if that night if they credit me that say I won the game for my team. But you know what I do? You that there? Yeah, I'm here. Let's take another break. When we come back, I want to get into a little something else, guys. Uh, about all these teams that we that they had to preseason expectation of being a team that's going to contend, and they're not really doing it like Kansas. I got to say, Philly, like you brought up uh, New England always, and Detroit. You know, let's talk about when we come out. We'll talk about these teams, and do we think they're going to be, um, you know, in there at the end of the season? So we will take another break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Fantasy sports is where the action really is. Over 40 million people play fantasy sports, but rarely do they get to quiz the experts. Fantasy Insights is the name and the game. Tune in every week as Dish Adams and his guests clue you in on the fantasy football game, what's happening on and off the field, and how it will affect your fantasy team. These experts aren't just beat writers assigned to fantasy football. They live and breathe the game. Tune in to Fantasy Insights with Dish Adams every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work 
to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Hedrick, your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football airs Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neill. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Yeah, this is James Loving back with the show, Loving That Sports Talk. We got Eric Glover from San Diego, and then we got Terry, shoot him up and make a man back and Terry Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Glover, he said he was shooting him so fast, he didn't know he did them, did he? Right, he said he was raining them, man. He said, look, <laughs> he was, before it even hit the bottom of the net, it was going in again. Hey, look, hey, see, you want him shooting somebody else to see him taking credit for it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gets mad at that man for the touchdown. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Well, well, here we go. This is what I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it says Terry game is great. <laughs> All these things is, you know, how when the preseason they was talking about they should do good. And, you know, you know, on paper it looks good. Kansas City, you know, we know about those Chiefs. Sorry, it's all over. <laughs> Philly, you know, we know about Philly. I don't know what's going on, but you know, y'all can talk about and Detroit. You know, what, what's going on to your teams, guys, you think? Because uh, on paper and preseason, they look like the team that was going to be the one to beat. But now they all, like, playing like crap. Well, the thing about it is, is that, uh, you know, we, 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 we've talked about this, and we can say this about any team. Um, and, and the Cowboys are no different um, on paper. I mean, everybody looks great on paper, but the game still has to be played. And, you know, just like we talked about earlier, there's no team anymore that you can go in and say, oh, we're going we're gonna to blow them out. We're going to get them. You know, love, I mean, you, you know, last year we'd sit back and, and we'd say, okay, what's the schedule like? Oh, we'll win that one. Oh, yo, this team's going to get you. That team's going to get you. Oh, you'll win that one. There's no more of that because the games still have to be played. And there's no, I mean, the slouches are, I mean, there really isn't many slouches anymore in the NFL teams as far as that goes. So the teams have the, the games have to be played and, and, and everybody's gotta be clicking on all cylinders and 
that's just not happening for, for a lot of these guys for whatever reason. I mean, I don't know. A lot of these teams just, just aren't doing it. Green Bay hasn't changed much. Uh, the Saints, their, their, their team hasn't changed much. Uh, the Patriots, of course, they haven't changed much. Um, but they're just don't seem to be putting up the points, putting up the numbers and, and being dominant like they normally have been. So, I mean, there's a lot of things you can factor into that, but it's it's making football fun. It's making it more competitive. It's making people want to get up and watch it, and and that's what I like about it. Well, you know what? You're right, TJ. Um, what what's going on with some of these teams is injuries. You know, look at look at some of these teams are getting these early season injuries, and it's just some of their key players. You know, or I mean, just some teams are just playing. Under, you know, you, you look at KC last year, they were supposed to be the team coming out the gate, then they had some injuries, you know, and so now we're in the second year, which we thought they got everybody back. And so are they starting to click because they finally won a game last year because the expectations are high? We don't know yet. We'd have to wait and see another game. You know, Love's favorite, which is Philly, you know, they had all this high hope last year. And now here it is year two. Now we're hearing everything, you know, a little turmoil, a little tension. Andy Reid's doing the same thing he did when he was talking about Donovan was his quarterback, Cobb was his quarterback. Now he's saying Vic's his quarterback. But both times he said that, he got rid of both of those guys. So is the writing on the wall for Vic? We don't know. But you have injuries to, you know, a few guys here and there. Plus, in the offseason, guys get traded or guys get cut. So personnel changes. But but there are teams out there who have expectations that aren't performing. How much do you think complacency is, is playing a role in, in any of this, or or, or is it? You know, uh, Vic being comfortable, uh, he's the quarterback, so you know he's 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 a little lax. Do you think that has anything to do with it? You go first. I don't. I don't. You know what? I think the bar is set so high for Vic that. In, in his mind, let's think about it. He has the city on his back. <laughs> Sad to say, he still got Peter on his back. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. under such a fine microscope that everybody's waiting for something to happen. You know, now they're throwing out where the owner's saying, hey, you know what, the head coach's job's not safe. You know, people aren't playing up their expectations. You know, when, when, when you're a quarterback and you have all that pressure coming from every direction possible, it's kind of hard to focus on Sunday. If, if they will let that man just get out there and run around and be himself and play the way he's used to playing, it might release some of the pressure. But this dude has so much pressure that it's almost hard in my eyes. And this is just me personally. For me, it's hard for him to perform up to expectation because they're, they're handicapping him the way they're playing him. But you know what, Glove, and I agree with you on that, and try to answer your question, but I see where Vic is. You know, okay, it's hard, you got all this pressure, but you shut your mouth. You know, you're sitting there running your mouth talking about, you know, we're going to go, and I'm doing this, you know, for Andy's son, and this for Andy. Just play the game. So when you start making these statements, you know, and people start like, hey, why don't he just play the game himself? Every little thing you do wrong, they're going to be on you about those statements you made. Like, look at Vince Young. Remember he said the dream team. That team couldn't even dream to win four games at first, you know. But you start making these statements that, hey, this is what we're going to do. And then, you know, and then like, let's well, say, you got the city of Philly on your back. You know, hey, 
yeah, Vic is under a lot of pressure, but if you go out there and play your game, you're going to win. But if you don't, you're, gonna, you're trying to play the game for Andy Reid's son to pass away or because Andy going to lose his job. Andy going to lose his job if it's either way or not, you know? Well, yeah. you'll get, yeah, am I right? So that's what I think about it, Terry, you know? Well, let me ask you this. Tony Romo, do you think that if Tony Romo had a capable uh, backup behind him or somebody fight for his job, do you think he would have performed better previous years? I'm, you know what? I'm going to go first because I'm getting tired of Terry with this Romo. So, he already knows. I feel with Tony Romo. And, and you know, you know Terry a big Dallas fan, but sometimes you got to get off that and say, hey, this guy's hurting our team. And I don't think Tony, you know, how they say you come to play the game, but when it's important for you to win the game, the playoff game, he don't show up. He's a great player during the season, can get you wins and like that, but he just don't show up. And time and time have proven that, Terry. And then sooner or later you have to realize you had all the, you guys had the best team on paper the last two years. So how can y'all not win? Every time y'all make excuse, oh, our defense didn't do this. They came back and scored. And then with Tony through the two interceptions against uh, the Jets and lost the game. Those things trickled down. But your leader should be Tony. And Tony not being a the leader, there's somewhere, hey, you got to get somebody else. You know, am I right, Glove? Hey, I agree. Uh, you know what? Is, is Tony Roma a great quarterback? No, but he's good. And, and, and the sad part about it, or the funny part about it, in the NFL, good quarterbacks become great by winning. You know, think about it. Everybody always says Peyton was a great. Never talked about Eli. Everybody talked about Aaron Rodgers, great. Drew Brees, great. You know, they go through the list of all these great quarterbacks in the NFL. Eli Manning has two Super Bowl rings. Peyton has one. Uh, Brees has one. Rodgers has one. As crazy as it may sound, Eli could have number three this year. If, if you look at the way the Giants are playing, Eli can have number three. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about Romo. Would, would he be a better quarterback if there was somebody behind him? him? No. Because once you're ordained as a starting quarterback in the NFL, you have to do an awful lot for them to change their mindset. Now, see, you got to look at Dallas' situation where Jerry Jones wants to be all the above and quarterback. You know, he hires a guy that could have developed him as a quarterback, and he puts, he puts Jason Garrett in charge of the helm. Why is Jason Garrett there? Because Jerry Jones can control him and keep the spotlight on Jerry Jones. Right. You know what I'm saying? A, a quarterback in the NFL is only as good as the defense that he has on the other side of his team. Now, Dallas on paper was supposed to win, but their defense played under. You know, Green Bay won the Super Bowl. How did their defense play? New York Giants won the Super Bowl. How did their defense play? When the Jets was talking about Mark Sanchez, you know, being their guy in, in, in New York, what did their defense do? They didn't do anything to help. Last year, you know, James Lovin's favorite is uh, Tebow. When Tebow was winning in Denver, what was the defense doing for Tebow? You know, he was put, they were putting him in a situation to win. So a quarterback, yeah, he's good when Drew Brees running New Orleans. What was their defense doing? So, see, a quarterback is good according to his personnel, but what is his defense doing to help him out? Tony Romo's not getting any help from his defense in Dallas. 
if he got help, it would alleviate some of the pain and the pressure that he's going through. He wouldn't have to do as much, and it would be more comfortable. Defense get an interception. Defense get some takeaways. Defense get some sacks. Take some of the pressure off your quarterback. That's my thought. Yeah. We love to that, Terry. You, you, you didn't. I, I totally agree. And and love you didn't answer the question. You just you just wanted to knock Tony, and, and that's fine. I understand that. But <laughs> no, my, to answer um, your question, like Love say, was no. He have all the pieces around him. What I think, and, and I think he had it for not one year, but he had it for a couple of years, Terry. Am I right? Let me tell you, yeah, but let, let me tell you something. First of all, the Giants are probably more than likely, if they keep playing the way they're playing, going to win the NFC. They're just gonna. Um, because they're that good. They have not. I don't think they've lost a step. Just because they lost that game to the Cowboys, everybody's going to lose one. So, And that may be the one that they have lost. But their team seems to be more put together than any of these 3-0 teams right now, quite frankly. I think they're – and their quarterback is great. Um, I just lost my thought when I was talking about the Cowboys. But – the, the difference with those two, Terry, is this. On any given day, and, and here's what gets you to the Super Bowl, you got to have a decent running game. Right. Either either above average or above par. you got to have a decent running game. you got to have dependable receivers. You know what I'm saying? What's hurting Dallas is Jason Witten. Tony Romo doesn't have his security blanket in Jason Witten. Now, if Jason Witten was healthy, we'd probably be having another conversation. Because now he has a security blanket, and and with miles off, and one day he's okay, the next day he's right. hurt. So see, he don't have any stability at receiver really, nor at tight end. Most of the teams that are winning, we could talk yeah. tight end and receivers and running games. You know what I'm and saying? When you look at New right. York, they give you a balanced attack. They could they yeah. can run the ball, decent tight ends, then they can go down the field and stretch the field. Or they can do those underneath routes. When you talk about New England for years, you talk about good tight ends, receivers that can stretch the field. They've always had an average running game. And you talk about big tight ends. Every team that's winning has a good running game, big-ass tight ends, and a receiver that can stretch the field. And that's what's hurting Dallas right now because Romo doesn't have his blanket. Right. Now, as far as Philly goes, I, I don't know what's going to help Philadelphia. And, I mean, we can't keep throwing the blame on Michael Vick or, or, or Andy Reid because they're not that whole team. Um, and like we talked about last week, Vick is playing out of his element as far as trying to, to make plays with his arm instead of his feet like he probably should and getting out of bounds and getting rid of the damn football because uh, that hit that he took when he fumbled <laughs> – from his blind side, I'm surprised he, he, he stayed in the game. Um, and he can't take many more of those hits. He just can't do it. Well, you know what, Terry? And he keeps saying, well, Vic, but I think I, I talked to you and I said, this year is going to be at least four coaches lose a job. And, and Reed is one of them. And there's nothing you could change it by the play. You know, Vic ain't going to, and I don't see them going to the Super Bowl, but I just see that's one of the teams that's in disarray. And there's so much going on with Vic, um, Reed, his son, Pastor, and, you know, just his time to go and just Philly time to revamp. That's one of those teams I think that's going to start over again. So, but, you know, hey, 
I look at it like this. Well, we beat Dallas, I'm happy. <laughs> well, guys, we only got one minute left. Next week, I want you guys to think about. I did an interview. Uh, they did an interview on Plasto Burris. Why has no team won him? You know, so we will talk about that next week. But thanks again, guys, for being on the show. All right, all right. Good all right, show, guys. All right, love. All right. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.